Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your Oklahoma post-game instant reaction. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, um, you know, I've never had a root canal, but I have had my wisdom teeth taken out in my 30s. And this has got to be a similar experience. It just took took forever. You know, there were four teeth, four quarters. One of them they had to, I felt like they were just drilling for forever because I think part of my root was stuck in my jawbone. I'm sure this is way too much information. It's not a great <laughs> metaphor, but it, maybe it is. Uh, anyway, that, that was just... A slow burn, a slow death, something that you could just see happening, but there was nothing you could do about it. Like maybe you're in the middle of a dream and you're falling. Um, I, I, I don't know. It was, it's unlike a game I've ever experienced. You may have seen it on the way back from the stadium. Um, Don Williams, to no one's surprise, was ahead on the stats. This is Texas Tech's first shutout since – October 18th, 1997 at Nebraska, they lost 29 to zero. And then he went on to say that this is their first, first shutout at home since October 10th, 1987. They lost 31 to zero versus Arkansas, former Southwest conference foe. It's, it's been a while since Tex put up a goose egg. It's not a very common thing. We experienced it tonight and it was brutal. How, how was it? in person. So one, I want to go back to, you said a slow burn. Uh, and this is, uh, I instantly thought of, uh, the guys that I like to listen to uh, on the solid verbal tie and Dan, they, they have a, a term for a game like this. And it's usually been reserved for the, the Alabama games from when their offense was just a grinded out offense that they would crockpot you. <laughs> and this is exactly right. what happened. You were crockpotted tonight. You didn't even cross the 50. I don't think. Uh, majority of your offense came by Oklahoma State penalties. Um, no, it was. I mean, going into the game, I was trying to prepare. I was I would prepare myself mentally. I was trying to share some insight with Samantha on the radio. I was like, hey, they're they're really good defense. Like, possibly top five. Um, they got all these good things. So, like, if we get in third down, it's not going to be any good. They're really good for tackling for loss and for sacks and all this kind of stuff. But like. Man, it was it was quiet. It was very subdued in the stadium. I mean, there were too many Oklahoma State fans there, but like, even for most part of the game, like when they got excited, it wasn't for very long. Because like, <sighs> I, I I don't know, man. Because like, I coming into the game again, going over the game with Samantha, I was like. 
their offense is good, not great. Their defense is great. Um, and then you look at it and like, I understand that like they're at, at one point, they're just not, they're not really trying too hard, but you give up 23 points, man. That's, that's a winning effort. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. when you put up zero. Yeah. And the, um, and the two touchdowns, one of them, um, was a holding penalty on third and two. I think that that kind of brought that in. I'm not going to get into the officiating on that one or anything. I'm sure it was just, it, it may, I think they may have even replayed it. And it was a hold, you know, that there was no, uh, it's not like Iowa state where they were kind of gifted some of these. So, yeah, I mean, two touchdowns, you know, the second one, yeah, that's kind of the disconcerting signals or whatever it was, um, you know, that led to the other touchdown. This defense, I mean, they, they played their tails off. They're out there for 30 plus minutes. Uh, they, they don't have a whole lot to show for it, unfortunately. Um, you know, they held their own on third down as well. They, Oklahoma State only converted eight of 19 third downs for the night. Pretty solid effort. Um, you know, I, I think Oklahoma State ended up with, let's see, I had this pulled up here and then I changed. They had a couple of three and outs. So, I mean, that's good, so, including the second series of the game. So it th- was still 3-0 at that point. You felt pretty good. But, man, Tech, on the other hand, I'm, I'm going to go through this really quickly. They had eight three and outs, 13 drives, and here is the result of all of those drives. Here we go. Punt, punt, turnover on downs. Punt, 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 fumble. Punt, 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 turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. Just abysmal. Just, oh, wisdom teeth getting pulled all over again. Yeah, um, I mean, we 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 talked about it, and you know, we we talked even this morning. We said, you know, it kind of felt like there there were enough weird things going on around the program, like that you, you could have pulled out like the unlikely upset, but also a bunch of weird things could have happened, and you get tonight. <laughs> um, I mean, you. I don't know if it was Donovan Smith or the receivers, but like as a team, you completed 32% of your passes. Mm -hmm. Smith went nine of 28. And for, for the longest time, I I was kind of joking because one, I I couldn't get stat broadcast to pull up in the stadium. I was like, I don't know if he's completed a pass yet. And it was late into the game, like going into halftime. I was like, I'm not sure he's completed a pass. And then he got a couple and I, I think at halftime, I think he was four of nine. Um, Baron Morton was one of three for zero yards. <laughs> and then rushing, Baron Morton was your leading rusher with 15 yards. You you ran the ball 26 times for 25 yards. Um, and, and until until you got that uh, that long pass to – I say long, kind of in jest here, but – to Dalton Rigdon or no, it was McLean Mannix. Um, you had like, like it, it was exactly one for one. You had as many plays as you had yards. Um, you know, you couldn't run inside. You couldn't run outside. You couldn't complete a pass. Um, Oklahoma state dared you to throw over the middle and you threw up the sideline all night. Um, 
and it never worked except for when you got a pass interference call. Yeah. And um, that was because it was a badly thrown ball. It was underthrown. Yeah. There's and a lot of those guys that were, you know, if he could have sailed it another five or 10 yards, it, it might've been a completion or a touchdown or, you know, either of the above. Yeah. So I don't like pile on Donovan Smith because we've seen how good he can be, but like, man, this is, this is like, this is a lump that you get with, with, with a freshman back there. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, and it's, it's, it's also unfair to say, you know, this is all on him because, again, going against the best defense that you have seen in years, probably. Uh, certainly, when, when you go, when you take into the account the shutout and the stats that you had shared about what Don Williams said, you know, you haven't been shut out in twenty years. You haven't been shut out at home in thirty-three years, um, or thirty-four. But man, like you just you couldn't get anything going. Like like I said, there was your offensive line was just absolutely oh. manhandled. Yes. Um, like I said, it didn't matter if you tried to, like, to run outside. If you tried to like a quick game to get out around the their defensive line, um, they beat you to the corner. Um, I, they obviously beat you up uh, trying to run inside, and then you know a combination of all things: Donovan Smith, his, his passing, his accuracy. Uh, the receivers being able to catch a ball and then just the, the coverage from Oklahoma state, like yeah. you just couldn't do anything tonight. I think Donovan Smith, the, the drive that got him pulled, he had three, you know, I think, I think he threw the Ezukama pass. One of the ones that got, I mean, I can't remember if it was Ezukama or Geiger, but either way, it was uh, one of the ones that got the penalty, got tech the first down and you felt, Hey, you know, maybe at least it won't be a shutout. And then Smith had three just really bad throws in a row, just uncharacteristic. And that was where Morton came in for a couple of drives. Smith, of course, finished the game. But I, I'm with you. I mean, even if Smith had played as well as he did last week, I, I just don't know how he could have against this defense, against this pass rush, against the coverage. It's They were just as advertised. They were uh, – you know, what What did you have in here? I think they were number one in the country in sacks per game. They averaged pretty much four. Well, they got four tonight. I think they were number two in the country in tackles for a loss with eight. They had that in the first half. I got 12. They finished with 12. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, and I just, I know a lot of people are, are going to jump all over Cumbie on this one, and I having having just watched the game in the stadium, like without the the, the benefit of replay, um, I don't, I'm not so so sure like how much of it was on offensive coordinator and play calling. And how much of it was just absolutely getting whipped up front? Like, like the, there were times when they were like legitimately blowing your offensive lineman backwards. Like they they would stand yes. up, like the ball would be snapped, and your offensive line would be jumping back just because of how hard they're getting hit. Um. So I just I I don't know, man. Like that that's I I saw a a low scoring more defensive game coming, but not like this, man. No, I, I didn't see just this complete domination uh, by Oklahoma state. I, I thought tech would lose, but I thought they'd be able to move the ball and, and, and score on these guys. But wow. I, I think it's a combination of I'm with you. I don't want to pile on Smith that much. I'm not sure what Graham Harrell could have done against that defense. I'm not sure what Pat Mahomes could have done against that defense. I also don't want to like give Oklahoma State too much credit to where I feel uncomfortable about giving them compliments, even though Mike Gundy insisted that someone threw a bottle of whiskey on the field. He's, you know, he's becoming Gary Patterson slowly but surely. But I, I don't think that any of us expected this. We knew this defense was formidable coming in. The Tech's offense had, had has been able to put up numbers. They've been able to move the ball. Um, and I, I'm with you. I don't really – it just sounds like I'm making excuses. I'm just uh, basically just saying Oklahoma State was really good defense, guys. And sometimes uh, even a good offense loses to a good defense. That's just how it works. I, I don't like saying that, but that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I, I feel like Cumbie, he was going deep all game. I mean, they went for it on fourth down, what, four times or three? Uh, he, he never attempted a field goal. Um, you know, he only punted. Of course, I mean, Tech punted nine times, but he only punted when we were deep in, in our own territory. I mean, he he was – I don't know. I, I don't know what more you could have expected from him at that point. It felt like he was – he knew that running the ball wasn't working, so he he went away from that. Um I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to expect from him beyond what he did against this defense, which was try to pass on him when he could. And unfortunately we couldn't try to run on him. We couldn't uh, try to get Smith involved, get him running a little bit. That wasn't working. Uh, You know, the jet sweeps and stuff, those weren't really working. You know, it doesn't help when you have a fumble on one of them. When Smith decides to keep it, of course, it was amazing that he fielded that snap in the first place. Just, I am definitely, if it sounds like I'm making excuses, then fine. Uh, People can say I am, but it sure just seems like Tech got beat by a really good defense tonight. And I I don't want to take it much deeper than that. I'm, I'm not sure what else you could say, man. Like, like I said, sitting there, um, at about, you know, going to half, you know, when Oklahoma State had a 13-0 lead, I was just like, like, it, it didn't, it didn't really matter what you could, like, what the second half was going to look like. It felt like because, um, 
your your offense had absolutely done nothing. Like I, I <laughs> you you put up a hundred yards on the day and and sixty percent like came in the fourth quarter. Um, like it was it was awful. Uh, like you know, down <laughs> yeah. thirteen points, you're just like, well, this game's over. And it didn't really like it. It felt like Oklahoma State had so much confidence in their defense, like their offense just stopped trying. Like yeah, like they they pushed the ball a little bit. I mean, they they ran it when they could. I mean, yeah, they finished with oh, when they finished with rushing. Um, I mean, 188 yards, but on 48 attempts. Like it took them 48 attempts that. Just under four yards of carry, which we, we thought if you were under four, like you would have done, you would have been doing pretty well. Um, I mean, Richardson was their leading rusher, 20 attempts for 84 yards. Sanders had a few scrambles. Jalen Warren, who I was worried about, 12 carries, 37 yards, so just three yards of carry. Um, I don't know, man. I just, yeah. That, okay. All right. I, I did send a, I sent out a tweet while you were driving home. So I'm, I'm going to go through these. And I basically just kind of asked, Hey, does, does this game change your mind about Cumby or our current quarterback situation? And we had a couple of guys chime in. Um, old school Sig chimed in. He said it definitely, he said most definitely the QB sitch. This was a very concerning performance because there were a number of plays to be made. And he looked like the golfer who couldn't drain a three foot putt. A 180 from last week, even factoring in the better defense. Uh, and we've got a couple of replies to that. They kind of – sports at underscore Kyle Lang. Kyle chimed in. He said, I second this. Maybe Donovan was just off on almost every throw. There wasn't much wind to speak of. But the number of errant throws was concerning. Hopefully it's just a bad game. He bounces back. Morton looked very much the part of a true freshman, which I'd agree with. <laughs> Um, you know, we we got another one from at Cody Goolsby who said Cumbie didn't hire the offensive line coach. <laughs> Fair. Um, so I, it seems like most people are kind of looking at it like we are. I hope that you know, let's not burn everything down. Let's not forget what happened last week. Let's take our lumps this week because Oklahoma State is a salty defense. They've they're averaging, and that average is going to go down after tonight. What was it, 16 points a game mm-hmm. that they've allowed? And now they've got a goose egg. I mean, the, the role they've been on, guys, the, the last three games they've allowed uh, are, in, are coming into Lubbock, three against Kansas, three against West Virginia, 17 against TCU, and zero against your Red Raiders. And then they're headed to Bedlam. And, uh, yeah, that they weren't – they weren't looking ahead at all. No. <laughs> they were very, very focused. They were very concerned with what was going on in Lubbock tonight and uh, intent on dominating the line of scrimmage, which they absolutely did. Yeah, I mean, that was something I, I thought may have been a factor, you know, looking ahead to, to Oklahoma uh, or just all the pressure on them to to, to put it all together and to, to finish out the season strong. So like make a case for the playoff, but <clears throat> I mean, if their offense improves even slightly, like they could make a case for it. Um, 
now that I've seen that that defense up close and personal, like I I don't I don't want that again. No, <laughs> I, I don't want to no. see anything like that ever again. Um, and and going through Twitter really quickly, I I understand that like the outcome of the game has very little bearing on like recruiting. But man, <laughs> what a, what a just unfortunate timing to like to have such a great recruiting weekend and have as many players in town as you do to then have this kind of game, right? Like where the, the crowd was out of it. Um, like everything just looked off. So yeah, throwing stuff on the field, all that kind of crap. There was, there was conspiracy theories on Twitter that it was an Oklahoma state fan that through whatever it was that eventually got tech the penalty. So who knows if that's true. So there were, there, it was actually two of them in quick succession. Um, one didn't even, it, it didn't make it onto the playing field. It like, it landed behind the, the, the players and snarking me. I was like, well, if you're going to throw stuff on the field, like why would you throw it onto the playing surface? Like you, you throw it at the players. Right. And I was like, I hope, I, I hope nobody heard that. Yeah. And here I am repeating on the podcast. So here we are. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, I was like, you can't you can't prove that you know, who it was, um, except like, I mean, for for whatever it's worth, like the tech fans quickly turned in who it was, uh, and and then like whether it's a guy or a girl, like that group, like that person plus an entire group left or was ejected uh, in pretty quick order after that flag. Oh, wow. uh, and, then, and th- there was a bottle thrown, like I said, afterwards that didn't make it onto the field itself, like on, onto the, the playing area of the field. But again, they got identified and were re- removed as well. Um, so, so stop yeah, doing I, that, I, everybody. Like I said, I, I hope that's not like, you know, end up, ending up going to be causing any, any kind of effect in the recruiting this weekend. Um, and I'm sure the great Joey McGuire can spin this as, as, as well as anybody it's like, well, you know, we need, we need you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I was exactly where I was heading. I hope, um, I hope you got some cocky guys that are there thinking, man, I could have, you know, put, put me on that offensive line. I'm there. I think there was a lineman there, by the way. I think there was a tackle there. There were a lot of guys there. Um, anyways, with it being so late and there's just, I, I, I don't really have a lot else to add besides just moaning and, groaning about this one <laughs> we'll 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 wrap this up a little bit uh look back on it um a little bit more this week when we do our our full episode on tuesday and then we'll get you ready for the baylor game on saturday we'll we'll talk some basketball as well there's a game today and there'll be uh there'll be some games next week um but steven thanks for joining us red raiders keep your heads up <laughs> better days ahead hopefully we won't see another one of these type of shutouts another 20 or 30 years for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you next time thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the texas tech red raiders you can connect with us on twitter at 23 personnel spencer at punts suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. 
And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. <laughs>